Welcome to Sundial Now on WLRN. I'm Kate Payne. Election Day is just a week away. School board races aren't usually the center of attention, but that might be changing. We've seen more and more politics seep into this level of government. Over the past year, Miami-Dade County Public Schools has made national headlines for its policies on COVID, parental rights, sex education, and more. Adding to that is Governor Ron DeSantis' involvement in these local races. The Miami Herald's K-12 education reporter, Summer Brugal, joined me to talk about all of this. She started by highlighting the impact that this election could have. School boards, I think, uh, have become much more of like a household discussion these days as Mm -hmm. compared to a couple years ago. And I think it's because of groups like Moms for Liberty and others that have really made it a point to attend school board meetings, raise concerns about things. I started covering them when I was an education reporter uh, a little north of Miami on the Treasure Coast. They really started out as a local group of moms, I think, and two school former school board members. Um, it was a small group. And then really what we saw in a year's time grow from that small local chapter to having a presence pretty much all around Florida. Uh, Mm -hmm. We saw them standing alongside the governor at various press conferences Mm -hmm. um, when he was starting to introduce legislation that um, related to parental rights in schools. Um, And then we, we saw the growth even more in, you know, in recent months looking at some of these races in Miami-Dade this cycle, you know, there are a few longtime incumbents who are facing challengers, uh, board members Dorothy Bendras-Mindingal, Marta Perez, and Mari Terry Rojas. Tell us about the challengers that are, are facing them. I guess we'll go in numerical order, but we'll start <laughs> with District 2. Um, and that is, like you said, a, a longtime incumbent, Dorothy Bendras-Mindingal. And she has been in the seat since 2010. And she is being challenged by LaShonda West, and uh, who is a teacher at Cutler Bay Senior High, who's taught you know, a range of topics from civics, law, reading, speech. Um, and, and one of the things that uh, West has mentioned uh, in conversation and interviews that I've, I've had with her is she you know, is really harping onto kind of this accountability piece, wanting to have more communication from the incumbent, wanting to really see what the incumbent uses to determine success in certain programs that she has put forward. She's also, you know, said that, you know, we've had an incumbent in the seat for, you know, over a decade, you know, it might be time for a new voice and and somebody with, you know, current classroom experience or longtime classroom experience, if you will. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's something that we've heard from a lot of the challengers is, uh, or challengers to incumbents, Mm -hmm. is that we've had these individuals on the board who have been outside of the classroom for many years. So it's time to have somebody who has recent classroom experience to be on the board. Um, And that was true for West as well. Then we have District 6, and you have a teacher, Sandra Manzieri. Uh, She's at Key Biscayne K-8 Center. She's challenging Maria Tere Rojas, um, who's been in the seat since 2016. One of the things that Manzieri will say, um, like West, is that the incumbent does not have, you know, recent or current classroom experience and Mm -hmm. that the classroom has changed while in the the last couple of years. Because of her experience, particularly in the last couple of years, she is best equipped to kind of 
help form policies that will address learning loss and mental health concerns that have really kind of come to the forefront because of the pandemic. I think she will also argue in something that she's talked about is um, kind of the lack of presence that board members have in schools or in kind of the day-to-day understanding of what is going on in a school. Um, you know, I think she said that she feels that, um, you know, reaching out to the board members is challenging and, and, but on the flip side, the incumbent will say that she has nothing to do with the day-to-day activities. She has to do with the policy side of things and that there is a, you know, specific series of steps that take place when teachers or, or people in schools, you know, raise complaints about things. So then you have uh, District 8, and that one is uh, a seat that's been held uh, by Marta Perez for since for 1998. Decades, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. for decades. Um, and her challenger is Monica Colucci. She's another district teacher. Um, this race is particularly interesting um, because uh, the challenger has been endorsed by DeSantis. She's one of two challengers or two individuals running in this school board election to receive his endorsement. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has very, uh, her platform very much aligns with the governors in terms of what she has chosen to focus on. Um, and that is everything from parental rights, uh, this, you know, using air quotes, this back to basics academic model um, that focuses on reading, writing, math, and civics. And she will also say, like the other two challengers, um, she's been in the classroom, she knows what's going on. Whereas Martha, who has been in this seat since you know the late 90s, is very far removed from that situation. Another interesting part of this race um, is the disconnect between uh, the referendum that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Perez definitely supports the upcoming referendum, which would be used to increase teacher pay and to support uh, uh, school resource officers and school safety measures. Um, and that is, at least in Miami-Dade, that is coming up uh, in November on that mm-hmm. uh, ballot, whereas Broward is coming up um, in it's August. August. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a property tax um, that will be used for uh, teacher pay and school safety and mental health initiatives. Um, but Kaluchi will say that she does not support that. Um, because she thinks that there needs to be a way to find that money within the district's budget and that it shouldn't be left up to the voters. Um, and, and so that that was interesting for this race specifically, that kind of disconnect. What are you preparing for as far as just how much change there could be on the board come November? I think what we'll be looking out for in particular on this board is whether or not the individuals who have been endorsed by DeSantis um, will will be the ones that emerge as the winners. And if that's the case, the dynamic of the board will kind of move to a more conservative um, agenda, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think in the other two races, um, you know, in district two and district six, it will be if we see kind of the incumbents come out on top um, or if we see, you know, these teachers who really have what they are saying, um, recent classroom experience to Mm -hmm. potentially shape policies around, um, you know, recent challenges the district has been facing, you know, in addressing enrollment issues and Mm -hmm. in addressing teacher pay and things like that. And so I think 
if we do see a number of new faces on the board, I think the priorities of the board could shift. That was Miami Herald K-12 education reporter Summer Brugal. You can find more of our election coverage on our social media at WLRN Sundial. We're retooling Sundial, so these shorter Sundial Now segments that reflect our community are what you'll be hearing from us in the meantime. We want you, the listeners, to be a part of the retooling process as we enter this new era of the show. Tell us, what topics are catching your attention these days? Is there a particular story or subject you'd like us to dig into? Text us at 786-677-0767. Again, that's 786-677-0767. And that's Sundial Now for Tuesday, August 16th. Coming up next time on Sundial Now. When you think of Vizcaya, you probably envision beautiful gardens, an opulent villa. But that's not the only story about the estate. Bahamians had a big influence on the surrounding community. We're hearing about a local podcast that tells these stories. I'm Kate Payne. Thank you so much for listening to Sundial Now. Talk to you next time. The program is made possible in part by support from Miami Cancer Institute.